This is Performance Time, the show about the human side of performance engineering. I'm Stephen Townsend. In my career, I've noticed that there are different styles or kinds of performance engineer. Today, I want to talk about what those different kinds of performance engineer are. Not so that I can put different people in categories, nice little neat tidy boxes, but if we understand and reflect on what kind of performance engineer we are, it can help us pinpoint what are the areas that we can improve in, where are our growth areas. Now our own style comes from how we think, what our own personality is, but a big part of it comes from the people that taught us, our mentors, the organizations we've been part of, and the experiences that we've had along the way. I do think, though, that there comes a time in your career when you need to reflect and say, all right, these are the ideas that I've been exposed to. Here are the paradigms that I have around my work as a performance engineer. So how can I improve on that? Maybe I need to expose myself to some new ideas that I haven't considered before. Before we get into the different categories, I do want to point out two things. The first one is that I'm not suggesting that any of us fit into just one of these categories. In fact, all of us almost would fit into multiple categories and that would change over time. Secondly, it's not feasible for someone to be an expert at everything. It's more about understanding where are your strengths and how can you make the most of them And what are the areas which you don't have a lot of experience or confidence in? And maybe considering whether it's worth investing in those or not. Alrighty. The first category I have seen is something I've called the load tester. So this is someone who is an expert at building complex load test suites and executing them. They know all about how to build a workload model, how to build a performance test plan. They're good at taking the results from a load testing tool, making sense of it, and communicating those to stakeholders. This is the bread and butter of what we do. Most performance testers and engineers start out doing this kind of work, and it's still an important part of what we do. But as I go through this talk and introduce the other kinds of work that performance engineers do, hopefully you'll see that there are there's a lot more that we can offer beyond just load testing. There is a particular kind of load tester that I did want to talk about, and I've called this the one tool wonder. This is a load tester who is an absolute expert at one tool, and that tool tends to be load runner. Now, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with this. Many people have had really successful and well-paying careers being experts in just one tool. But there is a lot of room for growth. Even just picking up a second load testing tool forces you to pick up new paradigms, new terminologies and ways of working. And having at least one open source tool in your kit bag is a great way to be more marketable and have more opportunities in your career. I do think that at some point you do stop and think, why am I doing what I'm doing? How can I improve what I'm doing? What 
value am I adding to the organization that I work for? And until you ask yourself those questions, there's only so much value that you can add. Okay, the next category that I've got is, I've just called it the performance tester. So this is someone who thinks about performance in the wider sense. They probably do mostly load testing, but they're also thinking outside the box. Maybe they're doing single user tracing using a tool like Chrome Developer Tools or Fiddler or dabbling in client-side performance with uh, Google Lighthouse or web page test. Maybe they're thinking about how they can utilize functional test assets to get performance insights, maybe putting timings on automated tests. They're probably also thinking a bit more about what's happening on the server side, at least some infrastructure monitoring of some kind, maybe even some application monitoring thrown in as well. This is pretty much what load testers become after a certain amount of time. It's the natural evolution of the role. I think many people with the role of performance engineer primarily work in this performance testing space. Okay, the next category is a little different. I've called it the consultant. So this is someone who's worked as an external consultant for many different organizations. They often have battle scars from intense engagements, being exposed constantly to new technologies, new people, new processes, new business domains. They might be a jack of all trades, but a master of none because they need that wide skill set to survive and to thrive. A consultant is used to periods of intense work, followed by lulls of nothingness. They are also aware of the financial aspect of the work that they do, and as a result, they have this refined efficiency about what they do. Consultants also think about the teams that they work with like clients, which is a different kind of relationship. They might be more inclined to step in and do something themselves to get the job done, rather than collaborate for a longer-term solution. They also tend to be really good at formal communication and stakeholder management. However, moving from organization to organization, project to project frequently, means they're never really fully immersed in any one situation. It can be challenging for a consultant to set up a lasting practice or process or framework they can often feel like a little bit of an outsider compared to the rest of the organization that they have been contracted to work for. They also can struggle at times to innovate and improve on their work because there's this constant time pressure and money pressure to get the work done efficiently. The automator is someone who takes those menial, repetitive parts of the performance tester's job and constructs automation frameworks around them to do more with less. They often come from a development or a functional test background where pipelines and process automation are common. They build pipelines for preparing, executing performance tests, as well as automatically collating and processing results, validating SLAs, and notifying people that need to be told. They are the masters of efficiency. And the work that they do often lends itself to enabling other people and other teams to do more for themselves. Because 
they're putting up scaffolding around the complexity of load test scripting and tools that's easier and more approachable for non-performance specialists to work with. This kind of work is really aligned with modern rapid delivery processes, DevOps, continuous delivery. So it's quite an in thing to be involved in this work at the moment. Most performance testers sit somewhere in the realm of black box to gray box performance testing in terms of how much visibility they have into what's happening in the back end. There are, however, a small number of masochistic people who, when they find an issue, they need to know exactly what happened in the back end. They often have this weird reverse architecture skill set where they ask questions and build a picture of the solution. And sometimes that picture hasn't even been seen before. They are experts at finding data from throughout a complex system of systems. They build scripts and utilities to retrieve data and pass data. And they use specialist tools to analyze and visualize that data. They're also familiar with different patterns of system behavior and what they mean. They often work closely with architects, developers, and infrastructure and operations engineers. In the world of performance engineering, these are the detectives whose work often goes unnoticed because it's deep in the bowels of the technology platforms. I call this category the deep divers. Now, most performance testers or engineers spend the majority of their time fixated on server-side performance. And that kind of makes sense. If the server-side isn't up for the challenge, then it doesn't really matter what's happening in the browser or mobile app. However, gradually, as time goes by, more and more work is being done not on the servers, but on our own handheld devices and computers. And how long this rendering or processing takes can have a substantial impact on the user or customer experience. The thing is, it's pretty tricky work analyzing and understanding client-side performance. And there's a lot less information out there about how to do it well than there is for server-side. However, there are a small number of performance specialists out there who excel at this kind of work and have the tools and the approach to manage the risk effectively. The client-side specialist is a must-have for large retail providers where the difference of 100 milliseconds here or there can mean millions of dollars either lost or gained in revenue. The performance architect is actually someone I've never actually met in the real world, but they are a theoretical entity which interests me. I think they could be the key to building performant systems from the start and for advocating for good design patterns, requirements upfront around performance, and performance treated as a first-class citizen in our organizations. Solving a performance issue in the design phase before anything's been implemented is absolutely the cheapest and most effective way to solve a performance problem. How many of you have found a performance issue right at the end of a project that simply could not be solved without redesigning a significant part of the solution and rebuilding it from scratch? 
The only way to avoid that is to build a solution which performs well in the first place. Sometimes there are developers or testers and delivery teams who get roped into performance testing, and it's not their primary discipline, but they do the best that they can. I've called them the part-timers. These people often find themselves in really difficult situations and end up having to resort to posting on online forums and to ask for help or advice because they haven't been given that theoretical background on how to do good performance testing. Especially developers, I find, tend to be experts at command line or code-based performance test tools or load test tools. The next one is quite different. I've called them the shield. Now, this is someone who doesn't do hands-on performance testing, but they understand a bit about it. Maybe they used to do performance testing or engineering in a previous life, and they are there to help a performance engineering team. Maybe they do pre-sales or client management. Maybe they engage with other stakeholders within an organization because performance engineers are often very good at detailed technical work but all the other stuff can get in the way of their productivity. I'll speak for myself when I say if I find myself having to do Gantt charts and timelines of upcoming projects and how much time is going to be required and resourcing contention, that is really draining and difficult for me. And having someone else to step in and do that work is an absolute lifesaver. The last category I wanted to mention is the observability guru. Now, observability is a bit of a buzzword right now, but there are entire careers built around monitoring uh, system performance and understanding key business metrics as well. So this can be done in many different ways. There are APM tool implementers and experts. There are sort of DevOps engineers or, or consultants who come in and help your organization embed monitoring and logging and tracing into the way that developers work as part of delivery and also building centralized what do they call um, pane of glass dashboards which pull data from a number of different sources to be one centralized view that anyone in the organization can access which is an awesome thing i hear the term sre bandied about quite a lot as a new kind of performance role and it's focused on that observability and responding to performance in the real world rather than simulated testing pre-release. I think that technically an SRE role is something much wider in scope than that. We'd have to look up the Google definition to, to define that but there is value in that kind of work and that kind of role. We definitely, as an industry, don't monitor performance in production enough. When we do, it's often not consistent with our pre-production monitoring. And even then, we tend to miss out on capturing those key customer experience metrics and making that data widely available in our organizations. As for me, I think I fit into the consultant and the deep diver camps myself. I have a, a good sense of strategy and risk and seeing the bigger picture. I treat my colleagues like clients still, even though now I work internal. I genuinely do whatever's required to get the job done rather than segregating where my duties start and end. 
And as a deep diver, I am intrigued by the complexity of end-to-end solutions and tracking down the root cause of a problem. I love visualizing and interrogating data. However, I'm pretty weak when it comes to process automation. I often get paralyzed trying to automate my process, which is ad hoc and creative at times. And I find it hard to rationalize turning the complexity of the work that I do into a repeatable and reliable automated process. I'm also not particularly strong at client-side performance or observability, although I am aware of and dabble in both those areas, and I'd like to grow there. So, what kind of performance engineer are you? Are there categories of performance engineer that maybe I haven't mentioned? Thank you for tuning in to Performance Time once again. I'm your host, Stephen Townsend, and this is performance time.